You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Ha ha! It's Wednesday, so you know what that means. It's a doggy dog world. It's your world. I know that's how you think, but even though I'm not in studio, I'm in L.A. You see I'm here, baby, right? You see the energy, doggy? You see the energy, as you would say? I way to go, doggy boy. Way to go, doggy boy. Molly's in studio with you. My man Swagoo's actually going to show up. It was an APB out for him after Dallas. He couldn't find him. We were looking for him, but I'm told he's going to show up. So it's Molly in the house. It's your boy in the house. It's doggy in the house. And my man Swagoo. Molly, you know I don't mean this because you are one of the the fellas even though obviously you're a beautiful lady this is for the fellas holla at your boy whoa let's go i mean how about that open christopher mad dog russo yes, Molly, how are you i mean it's 7 a.m on the west coast sa is rearing and ready to go i think he got a good night's sleep for a change uh, he woke up how about that even so i go that's a horrific job by you there marcus Get your butt to New York, and let's do a talk show. What are you doing to me here? Please. Hey, Marcus. Uh, Mad Dog, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mad Dog. You know, when I get to the point where you and Stephen A., where I can control where I am and do all I want to do, I'll I'll be where you need me to be. But at this point, Uh, brother, I'm still working my way up to that level. uh, 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 With all due respect, first of all, good morning, Molly. Good morning, Molly. Hey. Uh, Doggy Dog, it's good to see you. Swaggoo, my brother, I must say. Mad Dog Russo does have a point. There is no excuse well, I mean, not to be in New York. Yeah, well, I mean, the bottom line, well, we the bottom line. Guys, there was a you, snowstorm you, you yesterday. There, I, I mean, there was so a what? whole snowstorm. So what? He swaggered. We agree to disagree. He swaggered. We agree he to disagree. He could, he could sled his way to, to New York City. He could sled his way to New no. York City. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> and I, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, he, you know, he swaggered. Okay. They call you swaggered, right? Yeah. I mean, this is what you, you're supposed uh-huh. to be able to do that. Doggy should not be in studio you without you today. I'll tell you what. That is unacceptable. I'll tell unacceptable. You what. No, I think he just froze. So we'll pause on that. We'll pause hey, on that. We'll, we'll wait for that. that. We'll wait for that thought, and I'll get into the other action, guys. Sunday, 6:30 Eastern, we get to see two of the best quarterbacks in the league, and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. They go head to head. This one's going to be in Buffalo. Listen to this: the first time in Mahomes' career that he's playing a playoff game on the road. No Arrowhead. No home cooking. The Bills are favored by three and a half. So despite the Chiefs winning both of their previous playoff meetings, both Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen have shown out with each having over 750 combined passing and rushing yards along with six passing TDs each. Okay, let's get into this. We got my guy Swaggoo back. We got that taken care of. There we go. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, Mad Dog, would I'll you go. rather have Mahomes or Allen on Sunday? It's close. It's close, but I have to take Mahomes. And I have a funny feeling he's going to hear all week, I'm sure he's hearing it right now, yeah. I've never won a road playoff game, 
That's the last thing he needs to be motivated by the fact, well, that's another checklist <laughs> off my mark. I'll go out there and I'll win a road playoff game. The Chiefs did a great job on Sunday, uh, Saturday night, Marcus. Nobody saw it on the Peacock, but they did a great job on Saturday night. <laughs> but wait, I have to just say one whoa, thing whoa, about whoa, Peacock. Hold whoa, on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is full. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That is full. Over 30 million People million, watched yeah. it. Over 30 minutes. That is false. Ripper, we are not doing this on first take. We have to give Roger Goodell <laughs> and the NFL credit for what they did. Over 30 million people watched it. Most watched. I'm sorry. You're All wrong right, we'll about that, doggy. We'll stay You're wrong about that. Stay oh, focused. He's hot stuff first. 99. Go buy it on. Anyway, because the Chiefs embraced the cold, they look good. Better defense. I think they might win the game. But as far as the quarterbacks are concerned, and I love Allen. He's played well. He played great on Monday night, Monday afternoon. I, I have to give the edge to Mahomes. He's won, obviously, the two Super Bowls. We Have we ever seen him play a bad playoff game? I mean, even the Super Bowl, he lost to Tampa. Their offensive line was a mess. That wasn't his fault. So we haven't. We have seen Allen be a little spotty in some big games. It's cl- and I love Allen. I'll take Mahomes if I had to in a big spot on Sunday, Sunday night. I would take Mahomes. Let me say this to y'all. <clears throat> Doug, I'm going to disagree with you for this one. Um, he's been waiting a long time, and the Buffalo Bills and the Bills Mafia have been waiting a long time to get Kansas City someplace away from Arrowhead Stadium. Well, they got it now. So that's high-end motivation, number one. Number two, when we saw... Josh Allen, one of his greatest performances was in the loss to Kansas City um, in that AFC Divisional playoff game when they were going back and forth, back and forth, and he put forth a spectacular performance. And a lot of people, when we had Super Bowl aspirations for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills before they lost to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals uh, last year, what was the reason for that? Because of what we saw him do against Patrick Mahomes. We know what a study is. We know he can make any throw on the football field. We know that uh, – I, I don't know if anybody's ever said this – Wagyu or doggy, but I'm going to say it. He's like a better version of Big Ben Roethlisberger. Obviously, Big Ben Roethlisberger was a two-time Super Bowl champion. But I'm talking about somebody big enough to run with the football, run through defenders on occasion, shrug them off, extend plays, stuff like that. He's not just a quarterback who can make throws. He's a big quarterback who's imposing and not easy to bring down. So we have to take that into consideration as well. Then I'm looking at him in playoff games, two playoff games against Patrick Mahomes, 65% completions, 308 passing yard average, a 104.8 passer rating, 78 rush yards per game, six touchdowns, just one interception in the two playoff games that he's had against Patrick Mahomes. And both of those games were on the road in Kansas City. So what I'm doing right now is imagining that there's going to be an upgrade. You're going to be on your home turf. It's Kansas City that's going to be in hostile confines. They're going to be on road. The weather conditions is not as a non-factor to me because it's similar to whatever existed in Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City anyway. So when you're going to Buffalo, it's not like Miami's coming to town. This is the Kansas City Chiefs coming to town. They're used and accustomed to dealing with inclement weather. But obviously so is Buffalo. And we all know that this game is going to come down to Josh Allen. You got to show up. He knows it's going to be on his shoulders. Is he going to play hero ball and as a result make some mistakes? Or is he going to be the Josh Allen that we've seen over the last few weeks where he's only made about four turnovers over the last 18 games, which is foreign for him. we got to take those things into consideration as well. So I'm of the mindset that being in Orchard Park 
at, in Buffalo with Kansas City having to come on the road that Josh Allen's going to answer the call today, and I think that uh, he, I think he's going to be ready this weekend. I'm going to roll with Josh Allen on it. So, so you went through all of the other elements as opposed to talking about the quarterbacks. You, Mahomes is the guy that you would rather have in a big playoff game because we've seen him do it at a higher level more times than any. And I get that he's not going to be at home. I don't think Patrick Mahomes has played every home game in his career, and he's went and performed in all kind of elements in different situations. This won't be too big for him. And if you're lining down up on the field and you're asking yourself, all right, which quarterback do I want to take do, that, that I'm going to trust more in this situation, being on the road with a team like Buffalo and a team like Kansas City, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Can Josh Allen do it? Absolutely. Will he play at a high level? Probably so. He's been phenomenal. But ultimately, when you start talking about Patrick Mahomes coming into a building, I don't put as much weight and validity on him having to go on the road for the first time. Patrick Mahomes is not going to shrink. He's not going to become some player that we've not grown accustomed to. If the Chiefs lose this game, it won't be because of Patrick Mahomes. It'll be because of what we've watched the Chiefs do all season long as far as the parts around him. This is the best defense that he's had, that, he, that he's going on the road with. This is going to be about the guys around Patrick Mahomes. There were some things in the Kansas City Chiefs game against Against Miami that I, I mean against uh yeah against Miami that I wasn't particularly in love with about the offense but it wasn't Patrick Mahomes it wasn't what he could do he left no doubt that he was the best player on the field he's going to step at, in as the best player on the field against Buffalo there is one place where I would take a guy this particular year above Patrick Mahomes that's Lamar Jackson if he was going to Baltimore this week, hold it. I would rather have Lamar Jackson with what's around him. First of all, first of all, uh, hold on, Doggy. First of all, Marcus, you already lost your damn argument. Inconsistency. Because you started off your argument by Why? saying you're going to go. I, I'm, I'm answering you, okay? Sit back and listen with that loud shirt of yours. Pay attention because you got a slight wow. delay. Just let me That's speak, a. okay? Here's the deal. Well, I'm just saying that because, I mean, juxtapose that to me, who's looking quite dapper this morning, if I should It doesn't matter. I like the The point that I'm trying to make is this, all right? You, know, you, you got to give yourself the compliments since y'all were short. Y'all were slow to the, to, 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 the, to the party. The point that I'm making is this. Swaggoo says Patrick Mahomes over Josh Allen based on history. But then says the only person yeah. that I would take ahead of Patrick Mahomes is Lamar Jackson. Well, what about his history? Mm -hmm. It's inconsistent. They, from a playoff perspective, Josh Allen actually has a playoff perspective. You more from a playoff, than this. Uh, I am more layered than this. But the bottom line is, from a playoff perspective, Josh Allen has a better playoff resume than Lamar Jackson. That's just a fact. So I'm sorry that's not layered enough for you, but it's layered Stephen enough a, for me. I'm not I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't clear. I'm talking about the history of this NFL season. I'm not talking about the overall history. We had this argument about Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. If you take an overall resume, it's always going to be Patrick Mahomes. Right. There is no comparison when it comes to that. I'm right. talking about this particular football season because we're talking okay. about this game this year. 
Okay? All right. I appreciate the clarity. Patrick Mahomes for me. I appreciate appreciate the clarity, but I I appreciate the clarity. But even with the, excuse me, I appreciate the clarity, but at the end of the day, I still have a legitimate argument about Josh Allen because of what we're seeing and the fact that we haven't seen Patrick Mahomes on the road in a playoff game ever. Steve. Steve. Yes, Mm -hmm. Steve, settle down. Steve, if this game is for your life, if this and Marcus is right, he's taking my home. If this game is for your life, he's taking my home. Life, you can't take Allen over Mahomes. That's not fair. You can't. Can I respond? Can I respond to that? You sure you can. You, you may, okay. but, but may, please make it quick. <laughs> I'm Stephen A. Baby. Don't rush me. Don't rush I'm me. teasing you. When I say baby, I'm, I'm talking about Molly, Swagoo, and Doggy. You understand what I'm saying? I'm Stephen A., baby. All right. Here's the deal, y'all. Here's the deal. You know what I'm saying? And by the way, by the way, by the way, not only am I Stephen A., I approve this message. But anyway, let me get back to the focus at hand. Let me get back to the focus at hand, okay? I'm saying to you, Doggy, you can say that, right? Game for your life. I get that. But last time I checked, Patrick Mahomes can't catch the football. He can throw it. Do I want to trust those receivers on the road? That's not no. the question. Time out. That ain't the Time question, out. bro. And, hold on, hold, we're talk, Let me tell you why it's the question, doggy. Because Swagoo said he's talking about this season. This season, there have been times when Patrick Mahomes has not looked like his great mercurial self. Other times, we've That's seen fair. receivers dropping the damn football. How can you ask me not to take that into consideration with what we've seen from Kansas City sporadically this season? That's not fair. We're taking into account with Josh Stephen Allen. A, you, How come I can't do it with Kansas City? Stephen A., you can bring up. You can bring up that Patrick Mahomes has had uncharacteristic interceptions. That would have been better about for your argument. Those drop passes got nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes. Just like the drop passes has nothing to do with Josh Allen. You still trust Mahomes more to take care of the football than Josh Allen, bro? You do. Tr- as much I'm- as you want to try to... F- I'm not denying that. What I'm trying to, I'm not denying that. What I'm saying is this season, on this particular Sunday, at home in Buffalo, based on what I've seen from the Buffalo Bills since they were six and six, why are y'all acting like it's beyond comprehension to say, yo, I think Josh Allen is going to take them this year? I believe that. But what's wrong with that? what, what, just say you think Josh Allen is playing better than Patrick Mahomes, and me and Doggy don't believe that. That that's that's where you want to go. Don't don't bring up dropping passes by the receivers. Josh okay. Allen has had the same problem. His receivers just, have dropped passes. He's had but I just fin- but I just finished saying I think that since they've been six and six, what I've seen from Josh Allen. What I've seen from Josh Allen and the way he's rolling right now, combined with this game this weekend being in Buffalo, I believe Josh Allen is going to be better than Patrick Mahomes this weekend. I dig that. I dig that. Okay. All right. Well, you you, you said what we've been trying to get you to. You you said you think he's going to be better. Uh, Yes. Remember, Allen against Miami, not great. Yeah. Two picks. Ball at the, end, at the two-yard line at the end of the half when they didn't kick the field goal. Remember that, Marcus, when he didn't throw the ball in the end zone at the end of the yep. half in the Miami game? Listen, I love the guy. Who doesn't? But, again, it's an easy one. It's one won two Super Bowls who went out last week in that unbelievable weather and played a tremendous game. 
If your life is on the line, your precious little life in Southern California, you have to take Mahomes. Forget the team. Forget the defense. Forget the the drop passes. All these things you like to add into the the, equation. Why not interested? QB. Who is better? The answer is Mahomes. He knows it. Molly knows it. I know it. And somehow you don't. The, the analogy, Molly, would be because we're talking about greatness. We're talking about greatness. So this is an appropriate analogy. Yeah. Me, when it comes to first take, there are certain Wednesdays, there are certain Wednesdays that Doggy thinks he's the dude. You understand what I'm saying? And there are times that I sit up here and say he has his oh moments. Oh, my God. But bro. overall, we understand. We understand the discrepancy. You see what I'm saying? I get it. But on a particular Wednesday, it might be his day. Because what are you mad about segments on must-see TV, baby? Oh, and there are some man. days that we just sit back and we go like this. You got it today. You got it today. I believe Sunday we're going to look at Josh Allen you. and say, you got it today. Okay. That's all a brother saying. Yeah. yeah. That's all a brother yeah. saying. Before, so before, the great wait, 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 wait. Hold up, Marcus. Marcus, before no. we move on, real quick. Do you guys see how great Stephen A. looks? He does. Look I mean, he looks amazing. He looks good. Marcus, too. do you see the suit? He looks. He good. looks amazing. I mean, yes. Marcus, you want to tell him it's how good he looks? Nice. Yeah. And he it's looked, and he was better on the 4:30 a.m. conference than he normally was. Yeah, he got sleep. He was a little better at 4:30 this morning. You should hear him at 4:30. He can be cranky, but he was better today. He was yeah. Molly and Mad Dog. I mean, he's moving. Molly and Mad Dog. Yeah. I got. I got him. I got him. I got him. And Mad Dog, you was with him on this argument. See, this, you do y'all hear what Stephen A. just said about Josh Allen? Did, did y'all hear what he just said about how he wants Josh Allen in this particular game? Yeah, I mean, I was. What the hell was the difference? What the hell was the difference when I was talking about Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes a few weeks ago? What's the difference in what he just said? As opposed to what I said about Lamar Lamar Jackson. I have the perfect answer. I have the perfect answer to that question, Swagoo. I I, I don't recall. I don't recall. Oh, (laughs) okay. Are we ready to move on? Yes, two weeks ago. Yes, two weeks ago. I have no recollection. Stephen A, you're going to want to save time for this. Trust me, okay? (laughs) Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day, and you can use those miles on any travel purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. 
You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Okay. So the Eagles season certainly ended on a downward trajectory. Am I right, Mad Dog? Oh, after yes. a 32-9 loss to the Buccaneers, after starting the season looking like world beaters at 10-1, the Eagles lost six of their last seven, staying in the NFC East. Another favorite that got beat. Much more shocking, though, Dallas getting punked by Jordan Love and the Packers in Jerry's world, where they've just been owning everybody. Marcus, I want to come to you on this. I haven't got to hear you or Mad Dog. Bigger yeah. disappointment, the Cowboys or the Eagles? Oh, it's the Cowboys. It's the Cowboys 100%. Like, Philly came in the season with expectations, but we start to see a decline. Like, it wasn't shock. I was shocked that it was 32-9. I didn't think the Bucks would beat them 32-9, but I picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win that game because of what I had watched the Philadelphia Eagles do. I did not expect Dallas. You can lose any game in the NFL. I didn't expect Dallas to look unprepared. I didn't know if Dak would look like we've talked about. This all is this all is a combination of what me and Stephen A. talked about all season long. Moments. Dak Prescott didn't raise his level. Mike McCarthy didn't raise his level. Dan Quinn didn't raise his level. At any point in this game, did it look like Dallas had enough to even fight back, let alone get started the right way? And the only reason I believe that Dallas had an opportunity to go to the NFC Championship this year as opposed to some other years is because the landscape of the NFC. I thought they had a better role because it was less difficult to get to San Francisco and try to win that game, even though I didn't think they would beat San Francisco at home. But this is the biggest indictment of all the years that Stephen A. has talked about waiting for the fall and the decline. This is the one to me that that defines what he's been talking about. This particular performance and the way that they came out against the Green Bay Packers. The Cowboys are the biggest disappointment. Yeah, I totally disagree. The Cowboys are about one game. The Eagles are about one month. And the Eagles collapsed, Marcus, from basically December 1st on, starting with San Francisco, obviously the game in Dallas, losing to Seattle, and somehow losing to Arizona and the Mm. Giants, and then getting blown out by Tampa. What the Eagles did from 10-1, Super Bowl team last year, probably should have won the game. Bad call. They were better than the Chiefs. They didn't win the game. And then winning 10 of their first 11, although there were bad signs, they were 10-1. And for them to end this season with seven unbelievably horrendous football, that is awful. I don't look at this collapse as a one-game scenario when you're asked the question. I'm looking at it from a standpoint of season. The Cowboys are about Sunday, Green Bay, postseason. The Eagles are about the last seven weeks of the year. So as a result of that, I think the Eagles are the bigger fall down than Dallas is. You know, Doggy, I understand what you're saying. And I understand that you make a lot of sense because you're thinking about things seasonally. But as I tried to tell you, Doggy, just imagine if you're riding a bicycle, right? And you fall off the bicycle. 
that's entirely different than falling off a damn cliff. You understand what I'm saying? The pain of the fall is far more piercing. You understand what I'm saying? Now, you can sit up there and you can point to the Eagles, all right? And you can talk to their 10-1 start and then going 1-6 and six over the last seven games. Here's what I'll throw to you, doggy, why you're wrong and Swagoo is right because the bigger disappointment is the Dallas Cowboys. The Philadelphia Eagles were second in total defense last year. They were 26th this year. They were 8th in scoring defense last year. They were 30th in scoring defense this year. They were the number one pass defense last year. They were second to last this year. We saw a a deterioration, a disintegration taking place before our very eyes. I recall Doggy being on first take. Even when the Eagles were were 10-1, talking about a myriad of times, including their loss to the Jets, where they didn't look like the team that we saw last year. We saw Jalen Hurts turning the football over. We saw an unwillingness to run the football. We saw a coach in Sirianni that didn't appear to know what he was doing without his coordinators. You know, saying Steichen, and go, and, uh, who went to Indianapolis as a head coach, and obviously Jonathan Gannon, who went to Arizona. We yeah. saw all of these things. So, again, we were chronicling their demise as the season progressed, week after week after week. That's entirely different than that team that was America's team sticking out their chest, telling you what they were going to do. You know, don't let me call up that sound. Don't let me call up that sound of Demarcus Lawrence sticking out his chest after they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Talk about we're going to stomp them again. We're going to beat them up again. And then after that, we're going to beat them up again. Don't let me pull up a podcast segment from Micah Parsons and what he was talking about. Don't let me bring up Dak Prescott talking about those LV symbols and talking about it reminded him of Vegas and the Super Bowl and how he was preparing for that. Don't let me bring all of that up. Okay. Don't let me bring up sound from Jerry Jones and his sound on local radio in Dallas and talking about after a regular season win, this is the most confident he has been. Don't let me bring up the fact that on the 20, the day to the day, the 28 year anniversary of the last appearance in an NFC championship game, the Dallas Cowboys took the field against a quarterback in Jordan Love who was playing his very first playoff game. Don't let me bring that up and don't let me remind this audience that the last time the Dallas Cowboys won a Super Bowl, do you know that only 10% of United States household swagoo had internet capability? Did you know that Google did not even exist? Google didn't exist. And Bill Clinton was the president of the United States of America. Okay, that's before George W. Okay, that's before Barack Obama. All right, that's before that's that's before try everybody else. Listen, man. When you look at the Cowboys and you see how they were sticking out their chest in America's team in a $9 billion franchise where the average NFL franchise was $5 billion, and everybody was showed up in Big D, bloviating and sticking out their chest, their expectations were here. And I saw it coming. You saw me, Swaggoo. What did I say? You said you setting them up, didn't you? And I smiled. Never that. Never that. Of course I was setting them up because they started feeling themselves. They started chirping like they always do. And the fall, the collapse was that damn precipitous. The answer to this question is the Dallas Cowboys by a mile. We saw the Eagles coming, doggy. We did not see. 
what transpired. They were down 48 to 16 with six minutes left in the game. Doggy, we didn't see that. That's falling off a damn cliff. That is what happened to the Cowboys. That is the biggest disappointment. They're wrong. It is. It is, doggy. They're wrong. It is, doggy. Doggy. That no, I'm is right. about you a game. Doggy. Philadelphia doggy, blew but the that's... division. They had a two-and-a-half game lead in December. Yeah, but their quarterback's hurt. Their defense was a disaster. Doggy. Yeah, I'm just saying. They're not healthy. Well, doggy, they this... see their defense. You know, let's, let's – you know, by the way, about Hurts, let's not go out there. Let's give him a little grief. When you're injured, don't play. When you play, you're not injured. So I don't want to hear about him being banged up. He did not play well. Let's be well, fair. Poor like we see but, it. Hold on, hold on. He wait didn't play you need well. to be fair. You need to be fair. He did not have A.J. Brown. He had him until the other day. He had him he didn't have, he didn't have, he didn't have him against Tampa. Hey, Marcus. Doggy, I get your point. I get your point, Doggy. I get it. I understand it. But, Doggy, there is no way a team you saw be as dominant as Dallas had been at home, you expect to be down 48 to 16 to the Green Bay. Marcus, Marcus. That's the bigger disappointment. This is you and I talking, like no one at home is listening. Seriously, though, you're Cowboys. What was that? It was so embarrassing. Like, I turned on – I couldn't even believe it. I texted him at halftime. I was so disappointed. I expected more. Ma- They're out of the playoffs. Like Molly, it's not a good look. You, you've heard me, you've heard me talk about Mike McCarthy winning twelve games and that being something that you you can't just take that for granted. But this team being unprepared offensively, defensively, and more importantly, like Dak Prescott not playing up to that level, it was it was very unexpected. I think yeah. for me, the first time, like you look at Dallas and you like, yo, all right. We, we don't know what they're going to do in the playoffs. This was the first year I felt like, okay, this path to getting to San Francisco is a lot more favorable than it's been in the mm-hmm. past as far mm-hmm. as them trying to get to the NFC Championship. And for them to lose 48-16 to Green Bay, yeah. a first-year starting quarterback, a first-year starting quarterback and come into Dallas after game. that success at home and they lose, it was embarrassing. But more, more than embarrassing, Molly, it yeah. actually – is the, the definition of who they've been over the last three years, four years when you start Swaggoo. talking about the playoffs. And what's that, fraud? Swaggoo, Swaggoo, Swaggoo. Uh, yeah, you can't take them seriously. Swaggoo, Swaggoo, do you like music? You like music? I, lo- I love music. You like music? Anthony Hamilton well, is actually well, check my this favorite out. Check this out. Yeah. Okay, I got you because I got a song for you. This is for you, my brother. Mediocre team and Big D. <laughs> That's what makes this funny.
Funny, nice job. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just saying. Listen, I hate that they made you right this year. There's, there's, there's I hate only that. Two, that was there's one only of my two favorite things moments on TV just now. There, there, Literally, you dancing things. just now. There, there's, there's, there's only two things that disappointed me. First of all, Jerry Jones is my buddy. I don't wish this on him. Not like this. Number two, in all seriousness, I found myself concerned about the health of Jimmy Johnson at halftime. Oh, yeah. Oh, was, my Lord. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Let, that was bad, y'all. And he was dead serious. And my man, Michael yeah. Strahan, my brother, you know, he didn't realize that Jimmy Johnson, I mean, he wasn't playing. I had Troy Aikman on my podcast, Stephen A. Smith show. He was like, yo, he was Jimmy serious. Johnson was not playing. I mean, dead serious. I, he said he had not seen Doggy. Troy Aikman told me he had not seen Jimmy Johnson like that. Since he since he played wow, for Jimmy Johnson, wow. Wow. he said it was that it was that bad. It was embarrassing. The Ring of Honor. He finally gets inducted into it. Long overdue. You're thinking the curse has been lifted. All of a sudden, every vibe is going in Dallas's direction, and lo and behold, you go out on the field and you wet the bed like that. And if you remember, last point, Molly, at the beginning of the season, yes, I told you, I was in Vegas. For the Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence Jr. fight, July 29th, yeah. all the Dallas Cowboys showed up. Everybody was there. Jerry was there. Everybody was yeah. there for the Dallas Cowboys supporting Errol Spence, okay? Mm-hmm. And when you brought up Dak, the defense was supremely confident, supremely confident. And they went to bed, too, this weekend. We all know that. Oh, they that. sure did. But the point, they, 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 they really did. did. But they were supremely confident in themselves. Their concern was their quarterback. They were believing, but the word hope was appropriate. There were not expectations. They were like, yo, he better do this. And even though they can't look at anybody but themselves, I assure you the fact that Dak Prescott threw a pick six and he threw two interceptions and he helped put them in the hole that he put them with the first interception and then let them go up 27 to nothing with the pick six, Cats ain't going to forget that. You got teammates on the Dallas Cowboys who do not believe in him. They love him. They know what a class individual he is. Class personified, first class individual, role model, the whole bit. But as a player in big situations, yep. they yep. don't have they don't have a strong belief in him. Yeah. Steve, they they don't. Last Steve, word they, here, Marcus, me, then I gotta get oh, We gotta go. Do we have to go? Listen, man, I, I just to your point, brother, to your point, that watching that game. And as much as we talked about Dan Quinn and the defense, and I get it, they were horrible, okay? Those are the situations where we expect really good quarterbacks to raise their level so it never gets stop to that bleeding. point. Stop I think the, I, I think the, I think the, the, the best reaction to what I've been trying to say about Dak Prescott in that game and why I lay a lot of blame at his feet yeah. is because I watched Matthew Stafford and, and, and Jared Goff not allow their teams to get blown out of a football game exactly. based on the way that they played the position. Right. You could have controlled that, Dak Prescott. And let's not forget, there was a there was another interception dropped in the red zone by Devondre Campbell that would have made it three on the day. And and That's look, right. bro, I've I've tried to find op- right. reasons why this thing happens to Dak Prescott and just leave it to playing bad. He literally shells and clams up when the pressure builds. And I fought you on that, Stephen. He looked like this. I said he looked that like that. He was tight. He, he was did, tight. bro. He, 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 he looked like he, he looked, looked, looked panic. He looked shook panic. in that he game. Did. 
And by the way, let's take Dan Quinn out of the Hall of Fame, okay? 46 and 39 in Atlanta, blew a 28 3 lead. Packers took I the opening kickoff. I brought that up Monday, off. Doggy. Yeah. The Cap Packers took the opening kickoff 7 0. When the Packers scored, kicked the field goal 27 10, Love yeah. went 93 yards down the field. Right. If you're Seattle yeah. and you're looking for a head coach, don't go to Dallas. Molly, he is not Molly, the answer. Don't Molly, go near Doggy, Doggy, I brought this up Monday, and I'm going to close by saying this. Dan Quinn is a very unique situation. He he went from a hot commodity on the coaching market going into Sunday's game to literally on the verge of being unemployed. Because if you're a team looking for a head coach, what Doggy just said, what I pointed Monday, you're going to veer away from that in all likelihood. And if, God forbid, Jerry Jones decides to bring Bill Belichick on board, Bill Belichick, if he doesn't keep Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn will literally go from a hot yeah. coaching commodity to unemployment. What a in difference three days. a day makes. Hey, in, 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 in a week, three days, whatever. <laughs> right. We got to go now. We had like eight final words. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. First Take fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite First Take episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and PTI ad-free as well. They also have favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash First Take. That's Amazon.com slash First Take to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
In a battle of MVP candidates, Joel Embiid got the best of Nikola Jokic Tuesday as the 76ers won 126-121 versus the Nuggets. Joel Embiid finishes with 41 points and 10 assists in a win versus Jokic and the Nuggets. Perk took to social media following the huge win from the Sixers saying, Philly fans need to stop crying on what the Eagles didn't do and embrace what the 76ers team is capable of doing this season. Real talk. On that note, we welcome in Brian Winhorst. Hey, Wendy. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Mad Dog, I'm going to start with you. Does Embiid have enough to win the title this year? No, he does not. That team has not won in the NBA championship. And, Perk, to be fair, the Eagles just had a historic collapse. They're not going to get the, the Philadelphia sports fan right now is wrapped up on Sirianni and the Eagle disaster, not so much on Jokic and Embiid. No, but the, uh, the bigger, make a bigger picture point, the Sixers are not an NBA championship team. I know in the last couple of years, Harden took the hits, as he should have, and without him, they'd be better. But I still don't think they're better than the, 70s, uh, than the Celtics or Milwaukee in the East. And one other thing on this topic, I mean, somewhere Kareem is laughing and Wilt upstairs is saying, this is ridiculous. How in the world, I watched a lot of this game. Can Embiid and, can Embiid and Jokic play against each other on a couple trips down the court? I mean, Embiid's guarding freaking Aaron Gordon and freaking Embiid's guarding, you know, Tobias Harris. I mean, how about going up against each other for crying out loud? This is not what NBA centers are all about. Go ask Russell and Wilt. Did Wilt go out there and guard Heinsohn and Russell guard freaking Luke Jackson? I mean, Wilt and Kareem had some of the greatest matchups in the history of the NBA, and they're not guarding each other. Shaq guarded Robinson. Ewing guarded Robinson. Malone guarded Kareem. And I got Jokic and Embiid afraid of each other, not guarding. They play two games a year, and hopefully Embiid shows up. Next week in Denver. Last year he didn't. Hopefully he shows up and plays the game in 10 days. But this is ridiculous. We got two big players, the two best centers in the league, and against each other they're not playing. That's why people laugh at this nonsense. This is not about Djokovic and Djokovic and it should be. This should be about the best center and the second best center head to head. They don't play against each other. One guards somebody else and one guards this guy. That's not what centers are about. In the history of the league, oh, it drove me crazy. But no, Philadelphia has not won an NBA championship. How's that? Wendy? Well, I know that uh, I wasn't around back in the 50s, Mad Dog, when you were there with a hot dog in one hand and a pennant in the other watching Dolph Shays go up against George Mikan. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if we've ever seen the, the level of skill at the center position like the two of these guys going up against each other. And in the modern NBA... And the way that modern NBAs play defense, this is going up against each other. Now, I'll give you, if these two teams played in the finals, and I'll talk about that in a second, it's not impossible. I think over a long series, you would see them going up against each other. But a couple of things you, I want to keep in mind. One, it was the second night of a back-to-back for Embiid which he played despite having a sore knee, and he obviously cared about because the way he came out in this game, he poured it into this game. Secondly, Embiid is a shot blocker. They want him to be able to be a help defender so he can come over and defend. And the modern defense, where there's switching, where there's helping and stuff, 
there's a case to be made that, that Embiid can potentially be more impactful defensively if he's off Jokic. Jokic is not as much of a shot blocker and is more of a stationary defender, and so it makes more sense for him to try to use his length against Embiid's ability to operate from the top of the key. But that is the modern game. And you know what's amazing about the modern game, dog? That right after this game ended, you could switch over and watch Phoenix play Sacramento. And in the fourth quarter of that game, Kevin Durant played center against Sabonis Sabonis. And Durant had 15 points in the fourth, and Sabonis had a triple-double. And you could see a mastery of big men in a different way. That's where we are at in a wonderful place in this league right now, where we have incredibly sized, skilled men doing things the league has never seen before. With all due respect to Mr. Russell, Mr. Chamberlain, Mr. Abdul-Jabbar, etc. Now, when it comes to Philadelphia, I agree with you that they are not the Boston Celtics. And in my mind, they're definitely behind the Celtics, the Clippers, and the Nuggets. Those three teams, in my view, are cut above everybody else. But where the, where the 76ers are different is they have yet to make their moves. Boston's made their big moves. Denver's made their big moves. Clippers have made it. The, the, Daryl Morey has three tradable first-round draft picks, six tradable second-round draft picks, over $100 million in expiring contracts, not that I think that they'll use all of them, that he can go to work with in the next three weeks to add pieces to this team. And because Tyrese Maxey has been so good, they don't have to get a star player like James Harden. They can get some role players. And then let's judge where they are come about February 15th as opposed to January 15th. Doggy, let me say this to you. <clears throat> there has never been a day where you have been on first take with a particular take that I will defend you more than I will right now with your point about guys going directly up against one another in the sport of basketball. That's what makes basketball special. And these analytic dudes have kind of ruined all of that because they play a numbers game they play the odds and they say, hey, this is the decision that you need to make. And they forget the ultimate appealing component that comes with the game of basketball on occasion, Wendy. And that is, it's me against you. You know, I remember when, if you recall in the days of Jordan, when there were certain people that would get on his nerves or he would fabricate something just to pretend as if they got on their nerves. So he'd go out on a court and destroy them. We've heard what he did to Clyde Drexler during Olympic competition, because my goodness, that was an opportunity at the Olympic competition. I'm sorry, in the finals when they went up against Portland and we saw what Jordan did. He was absolutely Herculean. We remember when Kobe Bryant got injured and had to wear a mask. And the very next week, Miami came to town and D. Wade had to go up against Kobe, and they were guarding one another and going at one another. It's moments like that. This year, when we, I was on Podcast P, Paul George's podcast, right? And he was talking about how he was going to play bully ball, even though he was saying it was against everybody. Him and Devin Booker were chirping at one another. They go up against one another a few weeks ago. One drops 35, the other drops 33. They're going at one another. We live for this. We would lament the fact that on a Occasion when we talked about Kawhi and how Kawhi could be a stopper and what he could do against LeBron, vice versa. He was guarding LeBron. We looked forward to that and we wanted LeBron to embrace that matchup publicly and he wouldn't give us the father to really, really gravitate to it. We want that in the sport of basketball. But don't ever, doggy, blame Embiid because Embiid chirps, he talks, and then he go. And, and this is the beauty about Embiid. 
he talks about the people he directly is going to go up against before he goes up against them. Then goes on the court looking for them to bust their living you-know-what. We've seen Wendy knows this. We've seen that from Embiid time and time and time again. Embiid is not the culprit here, doggy, with what you're pointing out. Accurately, I might add. It's not him. He wants the dudes that you claim to be better than him at his position. And then he goes out on the court and annihilates them. Remember what he did to Rudy Gobert a few years ago uh, when Rudy Gobert was defensive player of the year, Wendy, and Embiid went up against this man? This is what I'm talking about. That's basketball. That's what we love to see. We understand things schematically. We understand in, cr in clutch moments you're going to look for elements that lead to you winning a game. But on far too many occasions, the coaches, the executives, the assistants, everybody gets in the way of that mano imano moment that we're looking forward to in a sport of basketball. When it's the fault of the players, condemn it. But most times, it's not. Now let me get to the Sixers. Saying this quickly, I don't believe the Sixers are going to win. I picked the Boston Celtics to win it all. And I agree with Wendy, Denver, Clippers, Boston, cut above Philly. But let me say this. Let's not act like Philly can't win it with Embiid looking like this, with Maxi looking like this. And here's the key. Tobias Harris has to show up. A loss against Atlanta about four games ago, he drops 32. A win against Sacramento about three games ago, he drops 37. Last night, he dropped, what was it, 20, 24? 20. If that Tobias Harris shows up, it changes everything. It changes everything because that's your third option. And Tobias Harris is a 17-point-per-game scorer on 51% shooting. This brother can play. He just needs to be aggressive and embrace that third wheel as an offensive component to the Philadelphia 76ers. By the way, averaging seven more points per game, okay, defensive rating is the same. Philadelphia's offense is better. Their defense has not dis diminished. I'm up Watch against out the guy the top of the hour. Yeah, they have the third best odds to win the East. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.